When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Trickin. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Intrick, a.k.a. Casey Bubba. You can find me on the Twitter at BD Intrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Jake Crumpler crushed it again, as always, uh, covering for me over the weekend. Uh, lots of great action on the diamond, tons of offense, and decent pitching as well. So hope you guys enjoyed yourselves and you're ready for another week of MLB fantasy baseball action. I'm going to get you covered on the news and notes from Sunday and get you ready for Monday. Not a lot, surprisingly, in the news and notes department. I guess it's a good thing. Maybe it's because there's a lot of you know getaway day lineups with backups playing and whatnot, but not a ton of, ton of information coming out there. So we'll cover it for you right here. Twins manager Rocco Baldelli said Byron Buxton was taken out of Saturday's game precautionary because he had knee tightness. They didn't want to push it. They said it occurred due to aggressive base running of late. Byron Buxton's day to day. And when you hear these kind of things, you're thinking, okay, they DH'd him so he would not have a chance to get hurt as much in the outfield. Okay, he's made it to May 21st. That's pretty good. Um, then you look at it more and it's like, this occurred because of aggressive base running. Is he supposed to like go to first and get a ghost runner like we used to do as kids? I, I'm confused what we're doing here. So if this is an issue with aggressive base running, oh man, Byron Buxton, it was fun. Hopefully he gets a couple days off and uh, it's all better again, but it just sounds like something's going to flare up and be a pain off and on throughout the season. See what news comes out on Monday, but I have the feeling that they're going to be like, hey, go take a 10-day IL stint, go rest it, make it feel better, then we can come back and try to do aggressive base running again. So keep an eye on the news and notes from Byron Buxton. Los Angeles Dodgers, let's go. We already got the news earlier in the weekend that Gavin Stone was getting called up. He's going to make the start on Monday. He's got a two-star week. Uh, this week, it's a tough one at Atlanta and at Tampa Bay. Not the most ideal situation for a young pitcher who struggled in one start, went back to AAA, but uh, going to come back up. He's filling in for Dustin May, who's obviously out for some time. But we got more news on Sunday as prospect Bobby Miller is getting the call to pitch on Tuesday to fill in for the injured Julio Urias, who went on the IL with a hamstring injury. Bobby Miller is a beast. This dude is on paper, and from everything you see, is actually better than Gavin Stone. Uh, Miller struggled in AAA this year. I'll be completely honest. Four starts in AAA, 5.65 ERA. 19.7% K rate, 9.8% walk rate, not ideal by any means. But in previous seasons in double A and single A was just absolutely amazing. He's the better pedigree than Gavin Stone. We'll see how far that goes. I'm still hesitant with the Dodgers because, A, you don't know how long Urias is actually out with the hamstring. You're guessing at least two starts for Bobby Miller potentially. But Michael Grove also started a rehab assignment on Sunday. And Grove was already in the rotation, and they could easily bring him back up, send Miller back down. Miller's the guy that I would want if I knew he was going full-time, even over Gavin Stone, but uh, it's to be determined. But right side, we got Bobby Miller on Tuesday, so that's great stuff there for you fantasy players. If you play an NFBC, you can't add him until next weekend because he has to throw in the bigs to make that happen, but uh, for anybody like on Yahoo, ESPN, other formats, go grab you some Bobby Miller and have some fun. 
Cleveland Guardians, they needed a spot starter this week, and it's going to be Mr. Hunter Gaddis getting the call to start on Monday for the Guardians. He could potentially get a two-start and, and pitch on Sunday as well. That's still to be determined, but for now, Hunter Gaddis will be making the uh, the start on Monday for the Cleveland Guardians as um, he was once up with the big club. Then he uh, got sent back down to the minors, of course. That's why he's getting called up. But it's been an interesting year. There are signs where it like, looked like Hunter was going to be awesome, pitched some good games, but then uh, he got sent down after his April 22nd start or outing. He came out of the bullpen in that outing. He's made four starts in AAA, 5-1-2 ERA, 24 Ks in 19 and a third innings pitched. Last start, though, five innings, one run, um, which was his best start of the uh, the whole time in the minor league. Six strikeouts over those five innings. Hopefully that's something that Hunter Gaddis can build off of. The White Sox made an interesting move. They called up Clint Frazier. Yes, that Clint Frazier, folks. The one, the only that used to play for the Cleveland Guardians, got traded to the Yankees. That did not work, obviously, as much as everybody in fantasy la la land wanted it to work. But Frazier got promoted on um, Sunday with Jake Marisnik getting designated for assignment with the Chicago White Sox. At AAA this year, Clint Frazier is hitting 315, 10 doubles, a triple, eight home runs. Do the quick math. That's 19 extra base hits. He had a 333 ISO and a 1.065 OPS. So Clint Frazier was crushing the baseball. We've seen Clint Frazier crush the baseball in the minor leagues before. Let's hope this is a thing to go. Uh, it's, we'll have to, it's to be determined, I guess, on how the situation plays out from a day-to-day playing standpoint for Clint Frazier. But, man, it's one of those things. We've seen all these young players, the Josh Lowe's, the uh, Jaron Duran's, and many, many more uh, Nolan Gorman's that were once big-time prospects, couldn't get it going, are all starting to hit this season. Could Clint Frazier be that guy this year? We'll wait and see. Mad Max went on the bump on Sunday. Six strong innings, six very strong innings for Mad Max, but he was battling pain the entire time, battling through a callus on his hand. He left out of the sixth inning after he just couldn't do it anymore. He says he'll be fine. It's just a pain tolerance thing for him, but we'll see. It's always something with Max right now. It's his neck. It's his back. It's like they make hip-hop, 80s hip-hop songs about um, Max Scherzer, and now it's a callus on his hand. So we'll see what happens next with Mad Max. This is one thing I was very, very afraid of. I even mentioned it in waiver wire and fab articles I wrote this weekend in discords I was a part of. Matthew Levator. This is a man that if he was guaranteed starting spots for now until the end of the season or until his innings limit was up, would be one of the top prospect pitchers to add in fantasy. The concern I have is when you read through the tea leaves and listen to reports from teams, Ollie Marmel, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, said Matthew Libator was supposed to start on Tuesday unless there was a spot to use him out of the bullpen and they could foresee him being more of a bullpen arm throughout the season than a starting pitcher. Well, that just made me like, oh, well, I'd rather have some other options in fab this week. That was my two cents. I'm also very cautious with my fab dollars uh, for the most part. And then uh, on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, just to top things off, Matthew Liebertor came into the game out of the bullpen. Uh, the Cardinals were up 10 to 3 in this game, not even a close game. They brought uh, Liebertor in, and that means Adam Wainwright is now moved up to start on Tuesday, which would have been Liebertor's spot in the rotation. Remember, Liebertor came up last week, moved Wainwright back a day to give him extra rest, and now Wainwright's back to his normal spot in the rotation on Tuesday, with Liebertor just kind of hanging in the wind as another bullpen arm. This is a shame, and it's just the thousandth example of of the Cardinals mismanaging a roster full of talented young ballplayers. Mike Clevenger, he got placed on the 15-day IL with the right wrist inflammation. He was expected to make two starts this week. We'll have to wait and see how the White Sox handle that situation from a fan, uh, from a starting pitching standpoint. But Clev Dog going to the 15-day IL with right wrist inflammation. 
More bad news for the Chicago White Sox. Hanser Alberto left Sunday's game with left shoulder soreness. Uh, if you, I, was, I was searching Twitter to see exactly how he hit, he hurt himself, and apparently he ran quickly through the base and gave the safe sign to, to tell the umpire he was safe and messed up his shoulder. So go figure. Baseball injuries, fun times. Let's talk about some hitting highlights from Sunday. Sed Mullins just keeps getting it done. Five for six, two doubles, run scored, three RBIs on a stolen base on Sunday. No home runs, but just the fact five for six again, another stolen base. Cedric Mullins is awesome. He's hitting 283 with seven home runs, 13 stolen bases on the season. And, you know, if that wasn't good enough, Sed is showing some great plate discipline, 11.6% walk rate, 16.7% strikeout rate. He's uh, he's not, you know, hitting for 300. He's might not get you 30-30 this year, but he could definitely get you 20-35, 20-40 20-40 the way he's going. So Cedric Mullins has been a beast. I don't see it slowing down anytime soon as he's playing for one of the best teams in all of baseball. Yes, the best, one of the best teams in all of baseball in the Baltimore Orioles. Corey Seager, he is not missing a beat since getting returned on Thursday the 17th. On Sunday, Corey Seager went three for five with two of the double, a home run, two runs scored, and three RBIs. Since he came back now in four games, Corey Seager has three doubles, two home runs, five runs scored, and eight RBIs. Quite productive if you were able to slot him into your lineup at the end of the week. You thoroughly enjoyed having Corey Seager back in your lineup. Jorge Soler keeps getting, he's having a very, very sneaky good month of May. And on Sunday, he went four for five in San Francisco with a home run, a run scored, and three RBIs. That brings Soler's season average up to 247 with 12 home runs, 24 runs scored, and 27 RBIs. As you can tell, the runs and RBIs will always be an issue because the Marlins are just the Marlins, but the power's there. And if Soler can hit anywhere over 240, you're in the bonus for the situation with Jorge Soler. So good stuff from him. He's having a great May. We'll see how that continues. As we know, he can be a very streaky hitter from time to time. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily Batters Box at PitcherList.com. Some starting pitching highlights from your Sunday. Framber Valdez is just a G. He's awesome. He threw a complete game shutout against the Oakland Athletics. Four hits, no walks, seven Ks on the day, which was great because another another outing with a beautiful whip, which was one of the critiques of Framber Valdez, and he got it done yet again. He had seven whiffs, 29% CSW on 104 pitches. So he wasn't fooling the A's as much as you'd like. But he's getting it done. Almost a Maddox, 104 pitches for the shutout. Almost got to the Maddox. He has a 2.45 ERA in the season with a 2.50 xFIP. Valdez has been great. 72 Ks and 66 innings pitched. He's an ace. He's amazing. You start him pretty much against anybody, and you just say, okay, if he screws up, so be it. He's an awesome, awesome option out there. Shohei Otani, after a few bad starts, it's been a rocky last two to three uh, starts for Shohei. He looked great against Minnesota on Sunday. Six innings, one earned, two hits three walks and nine Ks. Shohei was so filthy, 22 whiffs and a 39% CSW on 99 pitches. He was making the Twins look foolish out there. It was quite quite nice to see from Mr. Shohei Otani. Pablo Lopez coming off a fiver and run outing in his last time out. It's been a kind of a hiccup of a go of late for Lopez. He bounced back against the Angels in a nice way on Sunday opposite Shohei Otani. Pablo Lopez, six innings, two earned, five hits, three walks and nine Ks. Uh, so the whip was not ideal, but the nine Ks was good, especially with the 19 whiffs and a 37% CSW for Pablo Lopez. It's nice to have Pablo back, it looks like, for the time being. Make sure you tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. Relief pitching highlights on your Sunday. You had some of the big dogs like Doval and company get their like, you know, 12, 13, Estevez get their big saves. Iglesias was supposed to get saves. He picked up his third. Kind of the things you'd expect from the elite closers. We had a couple standouts on Sunday. Clay Holmes, remember that Clay Holmes used to be the closer for the Yankees. Got put back in to get your mind right. You know, seventh, eighth inning rolls 
Wandy Peralta's picked up three saves of late. Well, Clay Holmes, he's been good in that seventh, eighth inning role. Got a chance to save on Sunday. Picked up his fifth save of the season, but it was not a cakewalk. In one inning, two hits, no word, one walk, and one K. So he got the job done, but he may just sweat it out. Fifth save for Clay Holmes. We'll be interested to see how the Yankees go forward with this because Peralta has been good. Michael King's still been very good. Yeah, Clay Holmes. Uh, I'll see how that one pans out. Hunter Harvey, I've talked about him on the show before. Like he blew a save last time I talked about him. A guy I'd like to see get more saves instead of Kyle Finnegan in Washington. Well, Hunter Harvey picked up his second save of the season on Sunday through a perfect inning. One inning, nowhere, no, it's two strikeouts. Uh, so big-time stuff there from Hunter Harvey. And then Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly has been an electric factory of late. He picked up his first save of the season on Sunday. Eventually, Liam Hendricks will be back, but we'll see how this goes for now. Kelly has thrown eight straight scoreless outings over that's over nine and two-thirds innings with 15 strikeouts. Um, he's been awesome. The swing strike rate's been great. The velocity's been awesome for Joe Kelly. He's been a whole new pitcher. And saves and holds leagues, he's probably already rostered. If not, he should be. And for now, you can try to run him out there for saves, if not good ratios and strikeouts, until Liam Hendricks comes back. So he's definitely on the radar. If you need more relief pitching information, make sure you read the Daily Reliever Ranks article on PitcherList.com. All right, before we go looking at your Monday slate of action, let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. And welcome back, everybody, to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitchList.com. I'm your host, Brian Intrican, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Let's hear from our good buddy, Mark Paquette, with a look at Monday's weather. Thanks, Brian. Looking at the schedule today, we're going to have no issues with any rain or postponements. And we should save this up because later in the week and Memorial Day weekend, we are going to have some issues. So let's take the ease while we have it. Back to you. Thanks again, Mark. We appreciate the help, as always, on the weather for the day. All right, if you're looking at DFS, there's like four games earlier in the day, starting at like 6.35 p.m. Eastern. But the main slate's a seven-game slate, starting at 7.20 p.m. Eastern time. Some of the bats I'm looking at, if you know me by now, even though I'm a Giants fan, I'm always targeting Sean Mania. So the Twins for Sean Mania is a spot I'll really, really enjoy on this slate. You also get the Detroit Tigers versus uh, Brady Singer. That's always a good spot. Singer's just... Too much pitch to contact, too much very hittable fastball sinker situation. And then you got Coors Field in play. Edward Cabrera is supposed to make the start for the Marlins, but the Miami Marlins get to face Chase Anderson. Always something I don't mind targeting, so Coors Field very much in play as well. On the pitching side of things, there's a couple aces out there. We get Luis Castillo going up against the Oakland Athletics. Always like targeting Oakland, especially with aces like Luis Castillo, and he's priced pretty fair too, so that's a good spot to look at. Bailey Ober versus the Giants. The Giants, you know, they can be 
a pain to pitchers, but at the same time, if you're an ace pitcher, you can get the job done. So give me some Bailey Ober. Then if you kind of want a discounted play, probably a lower owned play, Michael Lorenzen going up against the Kansas City Royals is someone I definitely take a, take a look at. I really started digging into Lorenzen when I looked uh, for the Fab articles this week, and he's actually been sneaky good of late. It's been kind of interesting to see over his last um, uh, three outings. It's been a real standout. Basically, his three outings in May uh, have been real standout. Twenty innings pitched, total got at least six innings in each start. A total of two run runs over those starts and eleven strikeouts. Been very very effective. Uh, it does have a four three one xFIP though, so apparently there's some. Uh, luck involved in the situation and um i still think it's interesting against kansas city though like there's a lot to like there with michael lorenzen some things i'm looking forward to on monday gavin stone coming back to the bigs uh, i like seeing these prospect guys especially when they got demoted after a rough start get their chance to kind of do it all over again it's a very very tough outing obviously going up against the atlanta braves in atlanta but gavin stone's what i'm looking forward to i want to see if luis ortiz can get it going like we know the pedigree is there with luis ortiz he just has not produced at all uh, gets the Rangers, one of the best offenses in all of baseball. It's going to be a tough one for Luis Ortiz as a step one and a two-step for the week. And then Christian Javier versus Corbin Burns. You know, if we were looking at draft day, this would be like one of the most like watched outings of the season. It's like the most uh, Christian Javier, ADP riser against ace Corbin Burns. Well, Burns has struggled tremendously. Velocity has been down. Javier has been pretty darn good. So looking forward to the Javier versus Corbin Burns situation. Well, that'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. Make sure you all go to PitcherList.com. Go check out PL Plus and PL Pro and become a member over at PitcherList.com. You won't regret it. The awesome Discord, the PLV tools, and much, much more. So go to PitcherList.com, become a member at PL Plus or PL Pro, and enjoy your time. Well, that'll do it, folks. Another episode of the First Pitch Podcast in the books. I'll be back with you guys tomorrow, uh, recapping Monday and previewing Tuesday. But for now, this is your First Pitch Podcast, Monday, May 22nd. Hope you're alive. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.